Today's program has been brought to you by TechServe, New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. For more information, visit TechServe.com. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org, a nonprofit member-supported radio station. We're millions strong, with folks tuning in from over 200 countries. We are education. We are entertainment. We are the future of food. May is our membership drive. Become a member and support us while receiving e-newsletters, advanced invites, special discounts, and a membership card. We need your support. Visit our website and click the donate button to become a member today. Thank you for believing in us and enjoy the show. We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes.
Oh man, can you feel those summer vibes? I can if it wasn't uh, like 60 uh, degrees outside. It, yeah, it's, it's warmer than that. I had to have you bring me a jacket. Summer vibes. Not quite. Uh, that was just pure X, thousand year old child. They are crammed in here. They tried to resist the pizza. They yeah. said, <laughs> I couldn't possibly eat pizza before I played. And we're looking at a bunch of empty Roberta's trays. It's too good. Yeah. It's too good. Uh, well, we're very, very excited. It's a huge week in food. We have our first barbecue it's, blowout. It's like a continuum of last week. I know. Last week was the James Beard Awards. Shout out to everybody who won. Shout out to everybody who got nominated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to all the after parties. Nomad. Crazy. Pretty Cra- good. Uh, but our first barbecue blowout tomorrow is with the boys from Brooklyn Brewery. Garrett and Andrew will have Summer Ale on tap from Brooklyn Brewery. Turing yeah. Machine will be DJing, and you can get tickets. Yeah, Food Republic's going to be there. Eventbrite will be there. Heritage Radio Network will be there. BBQBlowoutMay.eventbrite.com. Tickets are selling. Yeah, $10 in advance, 15 at the door, gets you a plate of food and a beer. Hangs. Hangs. Yeah. Hangs. And if you like Turing Machine... Go back and listen to their episode a few, uh, few Ep- episodes episode back. Episode 150. Episode 150. But uh, we're not here just to talk about us. Not always. Uh, we have... Rarely, actually. Rarely. We have the one, the only James Casey all the way from Manhattan via Skype on <laughs> the show right now. James, how are you? Good, good, good. Thanks for having me. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to make it out down there today. It, but it's okay. Hopefully this will suffice. It's okay. We've only tried to book you four times, and I figured that if we just didn't get you at least on the phone we never get you on the show we so didn't get him on the phone we got him on skype we got him on it's the same thing isn't it excellent so james well, I'm, on, I'm on the phone you're on oh, the yes. phone james I you are the founder of swallow magazine and for those mm-hmm. who the uninitiated as you say what is swallow magazine well um, it's a, it's not the easiest thing to do, to describe but um the, the best way we've done this so far is to say that it's a food and travel magazine that's sort of Unlike any other food and travel magazine out there, we've sort of we've we've coined or we've at least claimed that we're sort of the anti-foodie food magazine, but that's probably just a bit of a marketing pitch. Um, but each issue is dedicated to a different uh, destination. So the first was the uh, Scandinavian issue, the second was the Trans-Siberian, and then the one that's just coming out now is the Mexico City one. And how did you get the idea for this magazine? What's well, your background? I think it- well, it came from working at uh, other magazines before, and the more commercial magazines I'd worked previously for, you know, for fashion magazines. And I think, whilst we were working with amazing talent, photographers and writers and stylists, etc., um, it was just, you know, there was a possibility to work with these people on something completely different. And um, my background growing up, my father had actually published a food and travel magazine himself, so there was always something that I was after other magazines necessarily didn't capture. And this was way back in the early days of 2009. So oh, the early days. The early days of 2009. Um, exactly. So, since you, how would you define how often you... Are you an annual, I guess, once a year? or I think that... I think that's, I mean, that's, that's what we say, but I think that's probably, in the past, that's been optimistic and that, you know, two issues came out within a year of each other and then this one took about just under two years to put together based on um, some of the production uh, delays and production kind of snafus uh, involved with this issue. And I think some of the snafus came with the snellfus as you uh, had a snitch, s- scratch and sniff element to this. Exactly. So we worked with this amazing, uh, she's both an artist and a chemist in Berlin, and she was able to 
recreate or synthesize and recreate the uh, the smells of Mexico City. So we worked with her to recreate 20 different smells of different neighborhoods and published uh, the issue with uh, with a series of scratch and sift stickers that are sort of stuck throughout the issue. How were you able to pick uh, which smells um, captured Mexico City? Well, I mean, she had she had collected and gathered a list of 200 of the smells. So it was really a case of looking through that list and seeing what sounded interesting. And then between us, synthesizing those smells in her lab and seeing what from those smells smelled the most interesting. So we wanted to sort of get a mix of both the sort of not-so-nice, which is fairly common over there, and also a couple of the pleasant smells as well. And just abstract, interesting smells. So there's a lot of industrial smells. There's Say, for example, there's uh, car pollution or there's um, vehicle repair shops, but then we've also got sort of, you know, old trees and, and dirt and uh, rotting citrus fruit and, you know, other sort of strange and wonderful and uh, often rather bizarre smells. How, how long does a scratch and sniff sticker keep its smell? Or how many scratches do you get out of it? I've been told that they last, uh, they can last for, uh, you know, 20, 30 years because the, uh, the technology that's used to make them is, um, they're micro-encapsulated into the, uh, the lacquer. But, um, I've been also told that they, you know, they can last for a while. I mean, at least over like a, a hundred rubs, so to speak. 20 to 30 years is a long time. That's a long time. That's a lot of time uh, to be smelling an auto mechanic shop. Yeah. Um, exactly. So you also so you went to Mexico City, but then I I know that you also recreated all the dishes in your apartment, right? Yeah. Well, we this is the first issue where we've um, where we've created a recipe section. I think in the past we were rather opposed to it, and um, just because I think that you know recipes without any context to a story are not that necessary, that interesting to us. Um, but for the purposes of this issue, we worked with a restaurant down there that sort of created a list of sort of Mexican classics, but that, that weren't particularly sort of siesta nachos and salsa type Mexican dishes. They were sort of part of an international style of cooking that could be combined with anything else at the table. So we, you know, due to budget limitations, etc., we ended up shooting that in my apartment. Um, so for the best part of two and a half days, we just basically cooked our way through 20-something recipes and just shot the ingredients as they were laid out beforehand and then you know, photographed the finished dish as well. Amazing. That must have been a fun uh, dinner party slash photo shoot to be part of. It was probably more fun for those people who were attending, I think. For those of us who were cooking and shooting, it was a little bit hectic, but yeah, it was great. And so what are the plans now? Now that the, you have the third issue, how do you get the word out? Uh, are you going on tour with it? What are you doing? Yeah, well, we're actually off to Mexico City next week to do an event there. Um, and then come July, we'll be doing a launch event here in New York, which will be a dinner, which you guys will be invited to, of course. Awesome. Um, and then, um, you know, we were planning to do more events that are sort of not necessarily connected to each issue, but just continuing with a series of events, you know, wherein we can get interesting people together and take people from different walks, not just food people, but also, you know, people from the worlds of art and film and fashion, you know, all sat down with food people and everyone sort of having a big dialogue. So where's next? What's the next uh, city or adventure? The East Village. East Village? Um, <laughs> Keeping, yeah, it really we, we, keeping it really we've local. Of, we've, we've covered continents, we've covered regions, we've covered entire cities, and now we're just going to cover a neighborhood. And I think you know, part of that's a little bit of a, you know, like a nice little joke you know, that, that we're able to sort of come back to something small. But I also think that as a neighborhood, 
there's a lot of stuff behind closed doors and under the surface that's Ooh. not necessarily that well known. So it's going to be a very, very familiar neighborhood, but a very unfamiliar look at that neighborhood, if that makes sense. There's this uh, speakeasy ramen place called Momofuku that's in the East Village that, you know, if you want an introduction, I can, I can make one. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of it, but I'd love to. Yeah, but uh, all right, there should be a lot of stuff. Um, so James, uh, where can people get the magazine? Where can they order it? Where can they find it? So uh, we sell it either, you know, you can go onto our website, which is swallowmagazine.com, and you can buy it there. Or, um, alternatively, it's in, you know, it's not just in New York, but it's in shops worldwide. But I think here in New York, it's definitely over at St. Mark's Books, um, over at McNally Jackson, um, at Kitchen Arts and Letters. So it's all around. Awesome. Well, James, thank you so much. You got a Twitter that people can, or Instagram that people can follow you on? Yep, they're both the same. They're just at Swallow Magazine. Awesome. Well, one day we'll have you into the studio, maybe for the uh, East Village one in like three years. Uh, no, it will be, it's going to be out by the end of the year, this one, I promise. Okay, cool. So we'll schedule for a time to come in. We'll feed you pizza in exchange Fantastic. for some East uh, Village delights. I'm looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Have right. fun in the city. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We got uh, a couple people, John and Jordana, coming up from the Guga Mooga, which is happening this weekend. you to reach out and ask a question, but I won't ask for any favors. I want you to test me with something I don't really want, but I look around. There's no one else here that you'd be waiting, that you'd be waiting for. But when you hold the question back, you're, you're holding out, but I won't go, no. I won't follow up a sister word to falling back here And I won't ask unless you ask me Or maybe I'll find a way to put the words right in your mouth And I look around, there's no one else here That you'd be waiting, that you'd be waiting for But when you hold the question back, you're, you're holding now But I won't You were feeling something real in the night of your heart And I can't say just what it all means You're a fruit too real and too big apart But I knew you'd put me somewhere A shelf in hiding, a shelf just you could reach And I woke up there but couldn't tell you why didn't my or how much I will weigh right Yeah, I, I found an unusual feeling Something real in the night of your heart And I can't say just what it all means You're a fruit too feeling to pick a part Guitar!
guess I'm going to get to see that amazingness on Friday. Yeah, but they brought out a choir coach how they did at South by, so, you know. Dude, what what are you doing <laughs> here? It's actually still really awesome. What I'm doing here, I'm co-hosting a radio show with you. While you eat, while you elegantly go off mic to eat a like piece of salad, I mean we're hungry. Yeah, I, there's this is the fastest I've ever seen food disappear. Just you know, congratulations. Um, so we want to welcome back to the show one of our favorite people of all time, ever, ever, official sister of the Resnitz family, Jordana Rothman. Welcome back to Hi, Snacking. Hi. <laughs> Look. How are you? You've had Chinese food with us and our parents on Christmas. You're officially part of the family. I think that's what counts. I do feel, I do feel that way. I also posed with your mother for a series of very cheeky portraits. If so you, if you go I feel on to, that we're close. Yeah, if you go on to my Instagram, it was uh, we took mom to a food a night of food events, and she got to pose with Andy Richter from Pock Pock, David Chang, uh, Momo, uh, Morimoto, and uh, Jordana Rothman. We. <laughs> So, Jordana, welcome back. We are here to talk about one of the most amazing things that we've seen. I'm holding them in my hands. The great Gugamuga trading cards, which you helped write, produce, make happen. That's right. I, so I was the editorial director on that project. So I um, you know, helped conceptualize them with the Gugamuga team, and then I pulled in some writers that I really trust and formulated those story ideas and you know, worked with our design team and really just sort of brought the – brought the vision um, to life, which was really, really satisfying for me. Um, they're, they're amazing. First thing we got to ask, we open them up, no stick of gum, what's up? <laughs> That's right. Well, it's actually funny that you say that. Um, there is no stick of gum, but the wax pack on the outside is this really bright, vibrant, beautiful, hot pink. Yeah. And we, pre we presented them to a number of people, uh, including apparently Peter Meehan, who immediately tried to bite it as if it was a stick of gum. Oh. So there's something just like inherently delicious to think about the way that it looks. So, um, but I can't recommend eating it because none of it's edible. Next, so, next year. Next year. The technology's not there. We can get 20 <laughs> or 30 years in a scratch and sniff sticker, but we can't get an edible wrapper yet. <laughs> so That's explain right. to people what these cards are and you have a bunch of different series and there's a preview online at brooklyn.gugamuga.com slash trading hyphen cards. Remember That's that, correct. people. Or just search Gugamuga trading cards. I'm sure you'll find it. But what was, what was the, the, the impetus? What was the idea behind it? So, you know, uh, John, you know, the, whole, the Gugamuga team came to me, and, you know, they were really looking to find a way to kind of expand the editorial scope and voice of the festival beyond the bounds of, of the three days that the festival takes place. And, um, you know, there were a number of ideas in play, and, and, you know, it was decided that the baseball cards, uh, format really sort of encapsulated that kind of feel and that aesthetic of Guga Muga, which is just this really playful, colorful, you know, vintage throwback kind of vibe. Um, and, you know, it's a really interesting format for storytelling. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in visual storytelling, and this was sort of an, uh, an outgrowth of that. Um, and basically what it is is it's a series of five different packs which um, each tell a specific story. So, um, or, or hinge on a particular theme. So we have a pack that's all about pork. We have a pack that's um, all about uh, hot dogs and sausages, international sausage uh, traditions. We have a pack that's all about booze. Um, one of the really fun ones to work on was this uh, pack called What What Mama Made, and it's all about sort of introducing the, the matriarchs of some of the chefs that we're working with at Guga Muga and just kind of tracing those, those culinary, uh, culinary heritage and that, that lineage. So it's really just kind of a fun and 
engaging way to tell food stories. I just got the one that has. Hey, don't put that in your pocket. It's going in my pocket. <laughs> uh, I got the one with Hugh and Andy from Pock Pock. Which which pack is this? Right. So that pack is the brain the brain hack pack. And so the idea behind that was, you know, we have these chefs that we are working with who are so inspiring, and you know, I they, they don't really. It's almost like it's almost a shame to sort of shoehorn them into a, into a different story that isn't expressly about how creative and inspiring and just sort of strange they really are. And, you know, they're, they're all just fascinating chefs for different reasons, and we kind of wanted to just crack into their gray matter a little bit and tell their, their stories and interview them. So, you know, you have Andy Ricker, who's just like minutia mad, you know, detail-oriented uh, Thai food chef. And, of course, Hugh DeFore from M. Wells, who just um, has this demented sensation about the way flavors go together and also just incredible instincts in that matter. Um, and of course, you know, Justin Warner from Do or Dine, who's just really cheeky and clever and is doing really interesting things with food out in Bed-Stuy. So it was just an opportunity to really kind of showcase those talents and have some fun with them because they're all just such interesting characters. I really love the uh, Mother's one, which I'm assuming is a nod to this happening the week after Mother's Day. <laughs> um, that's just a convenient uh, quirk of the timing, actually. The answer but, um, is yes, because we all love our mothers, right? I mean, really, I mean, you know, I, I, I truly think that, you know, so much of, you know, my interest in food, you know, can be traced back to that, to my ancestral kitchen, to my mother, um, you know, and, you know, she, she really emphasized, of course, Jewish flavors in my particular household. But so many of us, you know, whether um, we adore the recipes of our, of our mothers in our familial kitchens or, you know, sort of are mortified by them, it, it has a formative quality on the way that we approach and think about food. So we just wanted to kind of take a look at those, at, at that heritage, and kind of introduce the, the women behind some of the men and women who are serving us interesting food right now. Awesome. So uh, outside of the, so how can people get these trading cards at the event? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, they'll be, they're very limited um, uh, run. They'll be sort of available throughout the week um, leading up to the festival this week. But if you want to get a pack, obviously you should go to the festival. That's the best way to get it. Um, there is the Express Yourself uh, <laughs> uh, site uh, hosted by Lexus where you can get uh, one of the packs or you can go to a show at uh, the Joe's Pub stage and you can get a pack there as well. So you should just kind of keep your eyes peeled at the festival. They're really easy to spot. You know, they're these bright yeah. pink. You, re- you really can't miss them. So hopefully people are going to be carrying them around and you can ask where they found them. Awesome. And uh, what are you most excited about outside of the cards about experiencing uh, the festival this weekend? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really excited for the Flaming Lip. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to be running around all weekend. And I'm actually, um, I know that uh, uh, another uh, Liza de Gia, who from Food Curated, a little video series about um, the burger that they're serving at Jeepney at the festival. And I definitely want to taste that. It just sounds like so right up my alley with that kind of like fermented sausage ground into the beef and it's just my kind of thing so i'm excited to taste that too that's great well jordana i want to thank you so much for coming out sort of on the phone of snacky tunes it's so much better to see you in person <laughs> i love that smiling face i know well hopefully you can hear my smiles i can hear your smiles um i know that uh we'll be there as well we're going to be hanging out with doug and brian on sunday and Mr. James Murphy for the Big A Ice Cream Disco Party. Hopefully we will yeah, see Yeah, I can't wait for that. For, to dance. We have some really fun things planned for that. And I know that tickets are still available for Friday night uh, for the Yeah, Yeah, and the Flaming Lips and the Darkness. And you can go to brooklyn.gugamooga.com. Um, 
Greg, you're just slipping all of those into your pocket. I left you five packs. <laughs> yeah, but what if you have the two that I want? Probably. Ugh. All right. You jo- have good taste. Jordana, you're the best. I can't wait to see you this weekend. Thanks, guys. See you at the park. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, we have PureX coming up live in studio. They patiently. Are you guys fed? You good? And, uh, and then we have Carter from Midnight Magic swinging by for a hot second to give away a couple pair of tickets, uh, and he will be on at the end of the show. What are we got coming up in between this and that? Uh, we are doing a little shout-out to Benjamin Curtis from School Seven Bells. Uh, he was diagnosed with cancer. He's going some, through some treatment right now. There was a really great benefit for him at Glasslands this week. Shout-out to Ben. We know he can beat this. Uh, anyway, we have Welcome PureX, all the way from Austin, Texas, Hello. ATX. <laughs> first uh, first hard-hitting question, favorite taco, go. Damn. Where and when? That's tough. Damn, I have so many tacos in my memory. It's like, yeah, I love like, Mitrelita, this taco truck. Yeah, Mitrelita. Where's that one? Where's that one? Yeah. Oh, uh, Shit, man! I just eat torchies, dude. I yeah, don't care. I'm a taco more type of guy. <laughs> taco more? Uh, Up on the north side? No, I don't think I know that. Oh, that's a scoop. Where's it at? It's up. It's up north. I don't even. I forget. It's in some like shopping mall complex. It's awesome. That's always where the ones are. Yeah. Some yeah. Was yeah. oh, that the place that has like they have not heard of environmentally safe like anything? Everything is in like styrofoam. Yeah, yeah, yeah Oversized. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. So, welcome. How are you guys enjoying uh, Brooklyn, New York? Chill so far. Yeah, we just got here. Where'd you guys come in from? 
Hamden, 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 Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut. That was How was the show? Interesting. Was <laughs> Define interesting. Yeah. Uh, boring. boring. Sparsely populated. <laughs> Hamden, Connecticut. I don't even, you know. Where like, is that? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. How, how does one wind up there? I don't uh, know, dude. Booking agents. Yeah, booking agent books a random show yeah. before New York, and then you're yeah. in, in Hamden, Connecticut, hanging out with. No them. good moments. No good kids. No, actually, oh, there was sure, a, yeah. there was cool people there. Oh, okay, but there was a, there was actually a badass thrift store that was like kind of connected to. It's like this little complex, which is cool, like thrift store. Well, show, that's bar. That's what uh, those towns breed. The yeah. one cool restaurant yeah. thrift store venue yeah. Yeah, by some good. kids who were like we're just gonna do this here until we can get the fuck out and yeah. go to some other city yeah totally that was cool um so you guys are on tour you digging like, it in the midst yeah. of, in the midst deep. of it deep 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 in this deep. thing yeah. yeah how's touring like you guys tour well together oh yeah yeah yeah. The first tour we By the way, on. you can't really ask that question and I, can, with, I can I can totally <laughs> ask that question no I hate these motherfuckers <laughs> um <laughs> Not yet. Pure dude, X breaking up live dude. on Snacky Tunes. <laughs> yeah, songs. right, dude. Um, what's the food situation? You guys, do you guys have someone who takes the food lead on where you're going to eat? Yeah, typically, we brought a juicer on tour, which is Ooh, yeah. the Ooh, best thing we've ever done. Yeah. So yeah. it's like your rider just all like just fruit and veggies? veggies. Yeah, okay. veggies and fruits. We pick up veggies and fruits along the way, and then we juice them in hotels. That's good, because yeah. without that, you probably... I have trouble living in New York and getting enough stuff without getting a juice. Yeah, like yeah, enough vitamins, yeah, especially yeah. on the road, because you know it's just like hamburgers, pizza. You know what I'm saying? It's like well, this every, is every this day. is not this is not this is better. Than, this yeah. is yeah. way above average. But this is not no, your, this, like, this some... has vitamin P in it. Ah! <laughs> this is not your like not vitamin C though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why don't why don't we hear a song? Why don't you guys? I would say rip a tune, but it's not really a rip a tune. Let's rip a tune. No, right, no. Why don't you why don't you introduce us to some summer vibes? Yeah. Right. Okay. Here we go. Pure X Live on Snacky. What song are you going to play first? We're going to play this uh, Merle Haggard cover. It's called Silver Wings. Yeah. Silver wings Shining in the sunlight Rolling Somewhere in flight They're taking you away And leaving me lonely Silver wings Slowly fading out of sight And don't leave me, I cry don't take that airplane ride But you locked me out of your mind And left me standing here behind Silver wings Shining in the sunlight Roaring engines Somewhere in flight And taking you away And leaving me lonely Silver wings 
fading out of sight Slowly fading out of sight Slowly fading out of sight Awesome. So why'd you choose to uh, lead with the cover? What does that song do for you guys? Fun to play. Fun to play. We're sitting in here with two acoustic guitars. Yeah. So. <laughs> a lot of our songs, you know, it's like translating them just acoustic guitars would be kind of hard because there's so much stuff going on. There's much better songs to, to play on acoustic guitars. I, I like that. That's a that's a good approach. Uh, so the new record comes out tomorrow. Yep. I need to know, how did you meet Patrick North? <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> were you guys trading bitcoins? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys really do yeah. know Patrick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. What I don't know. One of our uh, seven inches came out like a couple years ago, and he just hit us up over email, and we just kind of yeah. sparked up a relationship over email, and then just met him and liked him, and yeah, yeah it's just been, he's a, he's an easy guy to like. Very yeah. easy. He's hands down, one of the best people I've ever met. All yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I'd say that too. I hope he's listening. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, I love him. He's super rad. Patrick, why aren't you here right now? He's yeah, saying, where are you? He has too much work. Uh, oh, yeah. Poor guy. Uh, well, I mean, they have that modular festival in Croatia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is like in two and a half weeks. So They're having a festival in Croatia? Yeah, oh, yeah. on some island. What? The it looks, fuck? It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing. Cool. I thought I was over festival, so I saw that one. I was like, I want to go to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to go to that, too. Patrick, what's up? Yeah, Patrick, what's <laughs> up? Actually, yeah, Patrick, what, let's call it. Joe, can we call it? <laughs> We're gonna need let's get him on live. Honestly, get... what's that, like two of his Bitcoins that would yeah, take right, yeah, over? Really, Just throw Come me on. a Bitcoin, man. Yeah. So oh, yeah. how was the uh, pro- process for writing this record different from the earlier 7 Inches and L- first LP? It was completely different, actually. We took like the complete opposite approach, whereas like, all the stuff prior to that had been recorded completely live in the studio. And this one was like just a regular studio album. But before that, I had like fucking despised for some reason. I got in this zone, personally, where I was just like... Fuck, I'm so sick of sitting there and track the drums, do, do, you know, and then track the bass and shit. I was like, let's just do it all at once. Get in, get the fuck out, and go do something else, you know? But this one, we had like a shitload of time, so we just chilled in the studio and worked for like two years almost. Did it, it click, did it click for you? You're like, oh yeah, now I see why people make these type of records? Oh, um, I mean, I had made those type of records. Oh, we yeah. had made, all yeah. made those type of records before, so oh, yeah. I mean, it was just like a. You know, it was just what was happening. You just happening. wanted to change it up, man. Change it up. Yeah. You know, you got to change it up. You got to keep it fresh. It keep it fresh. And that's what this record was, changing it up for us, you know. So did you find that uh, a new type of sound emerged from doing it this way? Absolutely. Changed completely. Like, um, I mean, before we would write write a song, practice it up, and go record it. Whereas this time, we wrote a lot of songs in the studio. They just kind of came out of nowhere and just, like, took shape had lots of time to like perfect all the little nuances in there whereas on like the other record you know there was nothing like that it was just like okay that's what we got whatever roll with it yeah Yeah. what suit do you guys record out of? we recorded out of this well we we recorded this album out of this studio in Austin called Shine Studios and with uh, this guy Steven Orsak who has engineered all of our stuff um, and is a really awesome fucking dude 
and uh, yeah, we pretty much just follow him to whatever studio he happens to be in. He has like this amazing, huge two-inch tape machine, like. Uh, yeah. 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 Until now, he hasn't really had a, a, a space, and I think he's moving again now too. But like, the whole time we made this album, we were in one spot. Which yeah, was which cool. was awesome. Whereas the other album was like recording like. 10 different spots or something houses, houses and, and, and studios, studios and like wherever yeah, we could wherever, get yeah. at the time what was the food sitch in the recording process oh man what uh, was it lots juices? of juices <laughs> yeah definitely yeah Probably. cheese lots juices, of juices pizza actually there was a good pizza spot it's like the the, the studio's over on East 6 so a lot of the trailers food that's oh, over yeah. on yeah. East Little Eastside King over there yeah oh, Eastside yeah. King East Dude, yeah. I think, yeah you know yeah, Dude, Eastside, I know. You know. Yeah, Eastside Kings. I like yeah. Eastside Kings. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out to Paul Key. Yeah. And Dino. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Should we rip another tune? Yeah, sure. It's something inspired by the Eastside? Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Eastside of, uh, East of my tacos. Uh, okay. Cool. Question of time. 
I have to say that I think the hammering was oddly on beat. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I went with it. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to Roofer yeah. for making that added percussion. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Oh, I see Carter. What up, dude? Uh, that was really nice. That was the world version. That was the <laughs> world version. <laughs> you know what the summer brings to Brooklyn, don't you? It's uh, like cross punks and drum circles. Yeah, sort of. Cool is a word. Cool is a word. What up, man? We're going to get you in one second. But I want to ask, you guys have lived in Austin for a long time and made music out of there. How has it changed over the last few years, five years, ten years since you've been there? It seems like it's really evolved and created its own scene in the past in the past like few years. Condos. Yeah. Condos and people from... I don't know, all over. A lot of people moving to Austin. So I think it's changed. I've been living in Austin, I guess, like almost 14 years now. And it's like, Jesus, from just in that time period, it's fucking changed, like, completely, I feel like. There would be periods yeah. where, like, I would, like, leave for, like, six months, and I'd come back, and it'd be like, like, all these fucking buildings. Like, Those are the high-rises, right? Yeah, just like, yeah. that's a high-rise. I feel like the noise. music has gotten better, though. Like, there's, there's still tons of, you know, good old awesome bullshit music. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, with the influx of people, there's obviously all the downsides, but I would say, like, there's more people to support. Well, it's person. like, yeah, like us and all of our amazing friends all have Shout out some shit bands. going on, yeah. <laughs> give, give some love. Troller Survive. Uh, Wait, the name's God's Troller? Gun. Wait, Troller Survive? Troller. Troller, comma. Troller. Oh. Survive. So I was like troll or survive, like a really dark internet like type band. Troll, troll, troll or survive. Troll or survive. Troll or survive. Dude. Dude. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I actually want. That's gonna get a tattoo. That could be a hybrid. Troll or survive. That's a knuckle tattoo. Yeah. I think. Uh, there's a bunch, man. Our Silent Diane is yeah. awesome. Oh, I saw uh, them play uh, this backyard party during South by. Oh, cool. They were amazing. They're Dude, great. They're yes. so good. They were fucking they kept incredible. Fucking with the generator because they had too much shit. Well, I mean, just, yeah, yeah. Not on purpose. Oh yeah, yeah. Together. They yeah. were so good. They're what great. what show was that? It was someone's back. It was like on 51st on like the Thursday night. Somebody threw like a house party. Oh yeah. It was at our friend John's, John's oh, yeah. place. Yeah. I actually yeah. lived right down the street. Oh yeah. There. Right near that donut shop. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. yeah. awesome. Yeah. Totally. Well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were really, really good. Awesome. Oh, yeah. They were on True Panther, I think. Or their yeah. First yeah. Show. They have a seven inch yeah. out on True Panther. Yeah. But I mean, so yeah, I mean, I know with new spaces that people, are you seeing like music venues getting edged out or is it just pe- new places mm-hmm. cropping up? All over town. I think there's kind of a shortage of decent venues in Austin. That's there's plenty of great bands, but uh, as far as venues yeah. are pretty bleak, really. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I have like mixed feelings about the whole music scene in Austin because there is like ten. Everybody and their mom and brother and cousin are in five bands each, you know. But it's like, hmm, I don't know. The vibes. Of, I don't know. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, as a band from Austin that is, like, on Patrick's label and, and now touring, do you see, like, a lot of bands get out of Austin, or most bands just, like, stay most there? Has, most bands stay. That's yeah. the thing that sucks, you know? And it's like, if you stay in Austin, dude, it's like, nothing's ever gonna happen, you know? It's like... And how were you guys able to find, like, a road out, or just wasn't, like, we're going out? We just fucking go, man. We had to, you have to get out. Like, we only play Austin, like, two or three times a year. We try to keep it pretty 
minimal in that regard and try, yeah. would rather you know I feel like a lot of bands they're getting getting to this rut where they just play shows constantly in town and for like no reason you know I had a buddy who uh, I knew a long time ago there was like a local Chicago DJ and he told me something he was like Chicago you're, there's two types of DJs there's the guys that stay home and can pack a club like thousand people every week right. but never leave <laughs> or there are guys who can travel the world but can't get a gig in their hometown the same yeah, way. And he was like, that's, and that's it. There's never dude. two ways. And I feel like New York's yeah. not really like that, but I... But New I York is sort of like that. Kind I of. could see that. That's kind of how we are, honestly. Yeah, that's, that is how we are. <laughs> like, we get better crowds out of town than we do, like, in town, yeah, I feel like. Because in town, it's just, like, our friends, right. generally. They're like, oh, yeah, we've, we've seen them. Yeah, and all like, their previous <laughs> projects. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he owes me ten bucks. So yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Or totally. I'm not paying. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I want to... We're going to have one quick announcement. Sure. Carter. Sure. Uh, come on over here, buddy. Thank you. Carter's one of our favorite bands, Midnight Magic. Hey, we're guys. playing this week. Uh, and you guys got a show coming up? Yes, we do. Um, we have two shows, actually, this week. May 16th, this Thursday, at Brooklyn Museum. It's Tingo Fantasy, Us Midnight Magic, and Dan Seltzer. Right. Tickets are free with museum admission. You can tell I'm reading this. You're doing great. Cool. And then Saturday, May 18th, at Music Hall of Williamsburg, Midnight Magic. We're headlining with Spank yes. DJs Ooh. and um, uh, Slow Nights. Amazing. Awesome. I'll be uh, there. You guys are giving away a pair of tickets to Music Hall? Yes. Guest list? Yes. Where can, they, where can they hit you? Um, you know what? Andrew didn't tell me. <laughs> What's your email address? Hit them on Twitter. Um, yeah. Hit us at, on Twitter at Midnight Magic Sounds. Great. Yes. First person or randomly chosen. Yeah. Whatever you feel like. Yes. Whatever you feel like. We'll, hey. we'll, we'll sort it out. Just, just eat Twitter us. We'll sort it out. <laughs> a shout out to you being on SNL. Oh, yeah, you yeah. saw that. Yeah, yeah. Mac Ryan Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Play those horns. I feel like you guys are like the go-to horn section. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how and the David Byrne tour and all that stuff as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, that's we're slowly... Pretty, that's yeah. pretty go-to. Yeah, well, you know, I, I feel like the uh, the guys from, um, what, what is it, uh, the Manahan Street Band, like that label and that scene, like they're so okay. first call. I mean, they were like Jay-Z, Amy Winehouse, like... Who? They worked with... They were backing up Jay-Z. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Oh, ha ha. Ha ha ha. Beating's off paper and you're fucking with him? <laughs> That's what's, what we do. What's your problem? No, it's really going to be a lot of fun. And aren't you guys doing yeah. something at the uh, Ace tomorrow? Yes, we are playing at the Ace tomorrow. I cannot It's the four-year anniversary party. Kind of keep it like a secret. Eh. Anyway, no. we'll uh, see you guys tomorrow night. It's cool. All 12 listeners. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Zing. Thanks. Midnight magic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I generally, like, you know, when I show up to a venue and I'm running late, I'm like, hi, I'm with the band. Like, which band? The one that's talking really, really and obnoxiously. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, it's, it's fine. Brooklyn, we, it's, we, we play hard. Yeah, yeah we, we play, play hard. hard. <laughs> play to win. Anyway, we'll see you out this week. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, Darren. Uh, and Purex, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, uh, Record is out tomorrow. Where can people get it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where can they get it? Pam, stores, uh, Pam was like, tell into the microphone. <laughs> By the way, thank you, Pam, for setting this up. Thank you, Patrick, as well. Yeah, Good yeah, PR people. Absolutely. Always Stores amazing. The record, definitely. Purexmusic.com. Yeah. What's the, uh, t- you guys on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Yes. What's pure, pure underscore underscore X. X. Two underscores. Yeah. Double. Double, Double underscore. Yeah. That's another good Austin name band. Yeah. yeah. Double underscore Double X. Double underscore. underscore. But you already... Uh, Stole their I Twitter like handle. The troll, so. troll, yeah. troll, or survive. Troll or survive. Troll or survive. Troll or survive. Troll or survive. Is, is awesome. <laughs> you have a uh, music hall tonight and two eighty five Kent uh, tomorrow. No, it's Mercury. We have Mercury, Mercury tomorrow, tomorrow oh. and two eighty five Kent the day after. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you have a night off tonight? 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What, are you guys, yeah. what are you guys gonna do? Oh man, you don't even yeah, know. We're, we're gonna, gonna paint this town purple, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> what that means. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear what that entails. Uh, thank you, everybody. We have uh, Small Black uh, on next week, which should be pretty exciting. And then, uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in to Snacky Tunes. Uh, what are you guys gonna take us out with? A little JJKO cover. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.